0: I saw a kitten eating chicken in the kitchen.
1: <laughs> what is this one? This is a good I one. saw a kitten eating chicken in the kitchen. Uh, is that it? Yeah, that's okay. it. Give me I two saw, more. I saw a kitten eating chicken in the kitchen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think you're. Uh, I think we're good. I think you're all warmed up. <laughs> Digging in the crates for something. Yeah. And gems often misunderstood. Because you know there's no such
1: thing as too much. This lady important stuff.
0: Welcome back to the show. This week I talked to my friend Amy work together in advertising she is a graphic designer an illustrator an artist a person with a lot of different hobbies and interests but that is not what we talked about today today we talked about amy living abroad in germany when she was younger it was an interesting conversation i learned a lot about my friend amy and uh i had a lot of fun and i hope you guys enjoy it too here it is start off tell me what is the most significant change you saw in yourself from living in Germany
1: just starting it off with a bang yeah yeah so probably i went to germany as a missionary it's kind of like a um like a study not a study program but like a um oh internship type of thing mm. and now I don't really go to a church.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> Which is kind of a big deal because, yeah. you know.
0: It's a big change in life.
1: Big, big life change.
0: So that's how you got to Germany.
1: Right. Yeah. What
0: was what was the program exactly? Like, how did you find out that you could even do that?
1: Well, okay. And how old go, were you? I have to go back a little oh, let's bit. Go, let's go all the way back. <laughs> let's go back a little bit. Let's go back, bit. back to the beginning. So, I mean, I was raised mostly in the Midwest. So pretty conservative area of the country. I grew up going to church like my parents. Um, my dad was raised church of Christ and then my mom converted when they got married. So we grew up going to church pretty much my whole life. I mean my whole life. And, um, I never thought anything of it. I mean, that's just how you knew what I knew it was, you know, all my summers were spent at church camps and, um, I didn't think, I mean, all my friends were church friends, so it was just my normal. So growing up that way, you don't, you don't think anything different. Like you're in that world. Yeah. And normally I would say people, when they go to college, they have that time of self discovery and everything, but I didn't really break out of that in college. Cause I went basically right next door to my church to Oklahoma Christian. Yeah. So it wasn't a big step away from my norm to go to college and I kinda of felt like I was just still in that bubble. And even like like when I graduated, I just kinda of was like concerned about going right into advertising. I wasn't sure did I really want to do this? Is this something I'm really interested in still and I was just nervous about it, like a lot of kids are when they graduate college. Yeah, like, like did I get do the I right go degree? From here. <laughs> so I really didn't know if that's what I wanted to do anymore. And so through the church and the school, they have a program called Helpers and Missions. And you are basically going to overseas to a, where a missionary's at and working alongside them. So kind of like an internship type thing. And it's usually you could choose one or two years depending on what you wanna do and where you're going. I mean, you can stay longer, but the program only goes for two years at the most. So basically the church provides half your income and then the other part i had to raise like my living expenses and stuff through just like sending letters out and fundraising and all that kind of stuff so i mean that's how i got over there was as a missionary which was,
0: what what does that mean exactly though what, what do you do while you're there because you are <laughs> <No. laughs> are you also studying
1: no i had already graduated college <laughs> okay, so, so i was you're done just a missionary i was done i was just a missionary okay. and it kind of just depends on who and where you're going like it's not like there's like a set thing you're gonna do but yeah you're going over there to like work with the church so when i was over there i did um like kind of like some english lessons with people i did bible study stuff i did like kids group stuff and then a lot of it is just building relationships with people over there with the goal in mind of like bringing them to church and all that so yeah So, so yeah you're like a missionary like that you're goal is to convert people i mean let's just be real that's what your goal is
0: that's so interesting to me because i well i didn't grow up in the church and i had no issue with it i kind of grew up like we were just told there's a god and there's a heaven Mm -hmm. you die and it was very basic right but i wasn't into it like that it just wasn't part of our family um so when you go over there and your goal is to convert people. I guess is that the fair thing to say? Convert people? Yeah,
1: to- I mean that's kind of what you're you're trying to bring people into the church, grow the church. You know,
0: is that also be a part of
1: the community? Yeah. Well, for one, because you've to be a salesman, country. right? Yeah. In a sense, you're kind of being a salesman of your religion. And where I went, it was eastern um, eastern Germany. So, you know. 30 years ago was under the wall and communism there's a lot of people who are just very turned off by religion and so they call it kind of like a cult like they people considered us almost like in a cult which like i found very offensive like i'm not in a cult
0: like how dare you
1: but a lot of people view like christians and like missionaries as kind of a cults like system or something in germany so there's that stigma to get over when you're there and so is that the
0: attitude you were met with from most people there
1: um i only encountered it a little bit people would question it personally but um i just it's just kind of a thing that you hear from people like i i think once people got to know me they realized oh she's not like some crazy psycho (laughs) trying to convert me yeah I always was very like nervous about saying I was with a church though when I met people because I didn't want them to just like be turned off by me immediately because I I mean I have more to offer than just like religion as a person you know as a friend I wanted them to get to know me as more than that but it was definitely challenging and I'm like doing a lot of this in another language I don't know very well Um, I mean a lot of times I was talking English with people because I do English lessons with them but it was tough. <laughs> it wasn't It took me out of my comfort zone, like yeah. to the extreme.
0: Did you end up bringing people to the church?
1: Uh, I mean, I brought like a few friends and stuff like that. A lot of it too was building relationships with the people who were at the church already, and kind of establishing that connection too. But it was really hard to like write home about it because I had people supporting me. Yeah. So I'm like a lot of people want to know how many people you convert in there, you know,
0: I'm at like six, seven a day.
1: (laughs) And like, I mean, that's not something I was like, it's not going to take like, you know, people taking that commitment to do that. It's a lot. Like to change that kind of perspective in their life. So yeah, it was, it was a challenge for sure.
0: So did you like, how did, did your views start to change at all? Like from talking to them were you met with resistance and then you'd start getting to getting into discussions about religion and spirituality and all that with,
1: with um, we would well, have like, I'd have discussions with people a lot about different aspects of Christianity, but I don't think it really happened to me when I was over there. Like, I, I don't think I changed while I was there. I think it was a slow progression. Cause I think going over there changed my worldview in mm-hmm. a sense. Cause I had always been in this small little bubble. Of all my friends were Christian friends. I went to a Christian school. Like everyone I knew believed the same thing. Yeah. I was never challenged in my faith that way. And so I never doubted it. Yeah. Because I didn't have any other perspective. And so I think just being in another culture where people believe differently than me or just didn't believe anything at all or, you know, just a wide spectrum of that, like, around you all the time like it kind of changed my perspective on how i view religion too so and just i guess i when i came back i was kind of turned off in a sense in the way that churches are run a lot like businesses in my opinion Mm -hmm. and not that everything about churches are negative i'm not trying to bash churches in this podcast that's not my goal here yeah (laughs) but it just I world viewpoint kind of changed after being there but it wasn't like while I was in germany i would say
0: it was when you got back and you maybe start to think about your experiences and how mm-hmm. it's different yeah yeah and i don't you know i always tell people i didn't grow up in the church and i don't i don't want to bash it either i think what i've decided is that i think religion and spirituality and all that is important but it's also very personal yes i agree so yeah. that's that's mostly the problem I have with any church or organized religion. Cause I think, I don't know, you got to figure that out for yourself and wherever you fall, that's fine. Like whatever you believe that's, that's great. But it's also a good idea to talk to other people about what they believe and mm-hmm. why they believe it. And I don't know. Did you, did you ever feel challenged while you're there though? You just didn't think too deeply about it.
1: Uh, what? I mean... Yes and no. I probably was not a great missionary.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At least you're honest.
1: (laughs) It just wasn't like my strong suit to try to like convert people. It really wasn't. I'm great at making friends with people and I would go hang out with people all the time. A lot of people that I hung out with were in my language class because I had to take a course. I mean, I didn't know any German when I went over there. So I had to take a course to kind of even get started with German there. And I had people in my class from all over the world. And so we hung out quite often. And so it wasn't like I was trying to spread my religion the whole time I was yeah. there. It was more like building relationships. So I try to keep it more in that category when I was there. Yeah. So, I bet
0: that feels more natural yeah. too. Yeah. So like, what kind of people did you run into then as far, like, forget religion just like what kind of people did you meet that were different from what you knew here
1: um well it's just i'll say this is kind of like a broad range of just the german culture but germans are just a lot more kind of reserved than americans are which was a new thing for me if people know me i'm kind of (laughs) (laughs) i have a good laugh (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, and true. I'm
1: not necessarily the quietest person, but I'm not the loudest person either. So going into Germany, I had to like I kind of learned to be a different person in a sense, because the when you're on like the Strassenbahn, let's say, that's the streetcars, like no one talks. Like no one says anything. You're just like quiet. Not even people and that are respectful. together. Like you're whispering to each okay. other. So then like there'd be Americans that would come on tourists and i'd be like so annoyed because i'm like (laughs) you're a loud american you're like making this terrible for us
0: like trying to defend all the (laughs) German people like "Like, you don't understand the thing is
1: i look german so no one knew (laughs) i was a you know american too so i just like blend in and be one of those mad germans on the Straßenbahn because someone's talking but no i mean just like germans are a lot more reserved and so like chipping away at that to try to like talk about deep stuff takes a while it's not going to be like an overnight they're going to trust you with really deep personal religious questions. Yeah. So, it took time to even get to that point with anybody there. And by the time I left, I only had like a few friends that we even talked about deep things like that. So, yeah. Um, we did like Bible studies a couple of times a week though, but it's always the kind of the same people in them. Every once in a while, it'd be someone new. But we had a we was a pretty small church. So.
0: Well, I imagine if you went in there and started with let me talk to you about God. It wouldn't work very well anyway. And like, nobody wants to hear that because it does just feel like a sales pitch. It it doesn't feel sincere. I started
1: feeling totally like insincere about, you know, like I just didn't want people to feel that way about me. Yeah, I started having like anxiety about doing that because I didn't want to ruin a friendship at the same time.
0: I mean, if I have a close friend that says, I want to talk to you about what I believe in my religion, I'm going to be much more receptive to that because I'm, curious like yeah what do you yeah. believe because i think it's an interesting conversation but if somebody comes to my door right now and they go well let me talk to you about,"
1: well i that. didn't do any door knocking right all but i'm just saying all- <laughs> that, that
0: would work yeah. like what it wasn't what-
1: like mormon where you're going around on bicycles and yeah all that. it was more just like we mostly met people through doing the english studies and we held like a, a children's play group type thing so that's kind of how a lot of the connections were made. Yeah, it was but even trying then. to be organic with it, which I did appreciate. That it sure. wasn't like we have to have numbers. You know, like it was never like that.
0: I can imagine. No matter how you do it, bringing it up is hard. Yes, if you know that your goal and what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, because
1: like, I mean, the, their first question is why are you in Germany, and so like, it's like, well, why <laughs> <laughs> you should ask? I know. So it's like my goal is to make you a Christian. You're like they're not going to say that. Like <laughs> yeah. So, but. It, at the same time, like all the uncomfortableness of that, like I don't regret going because yeah. it changed me as a person, changed my worldview. It allowed me to kind of get out of my comfort zone a lot, like a lot. <laughs> so I needed that. I needed that push after being in the same world for my whole life at that point till like I was 22 when I went. So. Yeah. What
0: was it like when you first went there? Like got to germany like what's what was your
1: well, first thought so i had gone on a singing campaign bef- like with a group
0: so you'd already been i
1: i had been before to germany so i kind of knew it like the culture a tiny bit we were there for like six to seven weeks and so the summer i went to move there i went with the same group on the same campaign and then they left and I took a train to Dresden, <laughs> and it was like the saddest train I've ever been on. I was like so sad because I'm like, bye, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm staying. Y'all are flying home. It was kind of weird. I like I did cry, but um, no, it was it was kind of surreal. Like this was actually happening. Like yeah. I'm living here. I'm <laughs> like an adult now. <laughs> I never paid my taxes, but here I am. <laughs> yeah, and this is
0: my life now.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was kind of crazy. Like I was in control of like how I like set up my house and all that kind of stuff was the first time really for all that for me.
0: Cause how old were you, did I already ask that?
1: I was 22. Okay. I had just graduated in April and moved there in May. Man,
0: that is a big, big, big thing.
1: Yeah, and it was a lot of stress compiled together before that move cause graduating my toughest class, like that semester, my sister got married in like a couple weeks no a couple months before I went and then I went on that campaign I was trying to raise all the money for like living over there so just like all of that yeah within a few like months right before I left
0: so (laughs) what was day-to-day like what what was life day-to-day like there for you?
1: well I mean at first it was a lot of taking German in the morning um probably like I think it was four hour classes a day So, I mean, I had to have intense language studying because I had done some on my own, but I had never, I mean, I was trying to learn while at school and all that going on. So it's like, (laughs) I wasn't immersed in it. And I didn't take German in high school, took Spanish. So that wasn't going to help me. (laughs) So yeah, I'd never had any German language skills. And I honestly, I am not the best at learning languages. I mean, it took me some time, but being immersed in it really does help. Yeah. Um, yeah it's so four hours of that per day during the week like weekdays and then i'd usually like either try to meet up with somebody for coffee or like um we do the play group or it was just kind of different in the afternoons every day
0: and did you feel isolated
1: a lot of the time oh my goodness <laughs> yes i mean did you get I mean, to a point this is pre-facebook you gotta remember it's like pre facebook no one had iphones i mean i was there from 2004 To 2006. So the iPhone didn't even exist yet. So connection to the world was way different back then. Yeah. So, and in a way, I'm kind of glad I had that experience that way. Because like...
0: Because you can't really have that now. No.
1: No, you can't. You can't have that at all now. Like, you're going to be connected still, which is cool. But like, I was kind of forced into this whole world. And it would have been like a lot easier if I had still been connected to the world Mm -hmm. I left back here. But... I'm kind of glad I didn't have that experience. You are forced to I like forced get to out there. And... I was forced to. I would have probably like tried to connect with people at home still way too much than I needed to than trying to like get to know my yeah. world in Germany. So
0: so did you get to a point there where you had just really close friends and it felt like home in a way?
1: Yeah, I had like, a, well, I lived with um, a girl I went to school because I, w- I didn't go by myself. Like another girl from college went with me. Okay. And so we lived together and shared the apartment space and everything and which was great at times and also awful at times because just personality differences we're both dealing with culture shock yeah like our same group of friends we had the same group of friends like it's just like we were constantly around each other it was like being in a marriage with someone you're not married to
0: (laughs) and someone maybe you don't want to be married yeah exactly
1: (laughs) so um it, it was good and bad at times but um So yeah, I had like probably two or three close friends over there that I made. And then, I mean, just kind of a bunch of acquaintances and stuff through the church and stuff like that. But yeah, so it was a small group that I got to know really, really well. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Are there, so outside of like your obligations, what are some of the most memorable experiences? Just things that you got to do in Germany?
1: I mean, travel. It was definitely the highlight of it all because you're in such close proximity to so many amazing places um dresden is where i was like my city that was in um which is like two hours south of berlin so i went to berlin several times um prague is just like three hours away by train i probably went there seven or eight times because like everyone when they come to visit because i had a lot of people visit and everyone that come to visit they want to go to prague so i mean i loved it i'll
0: show you went to prague a lot
1: but, I mean, and, like, flights, like, with Ryanair were so cheap. I could fly to different places. So, I did get to see a lot that, you know, you don't get to do that as much here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot more expensive. So if you
0: want to go to any yeah. one of those places, it have mm-hmm. to be a separate...
1: I mean, I could do weekends. Because, like, well, besides, I mean, it was my weekends were different since Sundays, you know, church and everything. So, like, I worked that day. But I could take, like, a Friday and Saturday and go somewhere. And that was really easy so so what
0: was the what was the best place you visited oh man
1: i don't know Uh, there's so many good places that's hard to decide i went to so many places in germany that was really fun to like really experience like Mm. all different aspects of the culture um but i'd probably say austria is my favorite country to visit it's just so beautiful (laughs) so beautiful mountains everything the hills are alive the hills are alive the sound of music there do you want to (laughs) sing it you can like bust into that song now (laughs) just kidding (laughs) i'm not singing it'll it just
0: be underneath (laughs) for the rest of the podcast yeah (laughs) um so what like when you were it was two years you were there right
1: yeah two years
0: What, what were you thinking when it was like almost time to go
1: i mean i was pretty sad um but also i was kind of anxious to get back i mean not everything about being in Germany was terrible and not everything was great. So it was like a mixed feelings, you know? Yeah. Um, the uncomfortableness of just like constantly trying to think what I was going to say in a different language was tough. Like I dealt with that every day. I probably got to the point where I was slightly fluent, like... <laughs> I wouldn't say completely fluent. You could get through a day, <laughs> yeah, and Do what you needed, but to it was work. Like I yeah. felt exhausted after the end of the day because I'm constantly like trying to speak in a different language, and I just it just got so exhausting after a while. So, but I got to the point where I was like having dreams a little bit in German. So I felt like I was pretty fluent in that aspect. But I just remember the first time. The first most uncomfortable feeling I had with trying to speak German, <laughs> like my first couple weeks there, like just showing also the difference between cultures. A lot of the grocery stores have cheese counters where you like have to get all your cheese behind the counter. You yeah. can't get it just in the grocery store. So I had to order my cheese. I just wanted some freaking cheddar cheese. Like... <laughs> I wanted to be reminded of home. I wanted some cheddar cheese. And so Good comfort
0: food. <laughs>
1: it's like comfort food. And so I had to go and ask her for cheese, but it's also like, they do it in grams and all that. and like trying to like figure this out. Like, I don't know the metric system. Like how am I supposed to order this cheese? You couldn't cheese? Google it on your iPhone. And in German, I didn't have an iPhone. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> so I was terrified just to order. And I ended up chickening out and like not getting cheese that day. No. And I remember like the first time I did order it successfully, I felt so proud of myself for just getting cheese.
0: It's funny how like <laughs> those little things, even, even here, like, and where wherever you live, it can be so satisfying. I know. Like little accomplishments can make you feel so good.
1: Oh, totally. I mean, that and that's just like, there's just little things like that, that kind of add up over time of like cultural differences. That just, it's when you're here, you don't even think about them because you're just used to them. Yeah. But when you're in a different culture and it's like your everyday, like it gets really tiring <laughs> sometimes. You just want to curl up in your apartment and like not go out
0: (laughs) yeah yeah because i i can can imagine i've heard that from other people too or it's just like because you're just constantly thinking Mm -hmm. if you're here and you're you're in a place that's comfortable it's just like autopilot almost you don't think much you're just like this is what i do
1: probably the same if you even go to like england or ireland where they speak our language like there's still enough cultural differences for you to be like turned off by some things yeah to like isolate yourself
0: you're like listen to your, your favorite hype song to like, get ready to just go out and conquer.
1: I will say though, like, I mean, I walked or rode my bike everywhere and that kind of became almost my therapy. Like, cause I lived really close to a river and I would just go walking down, up and down the path on the river. And like, like that was kind of my therapy there. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: that sounds nice.
1: Yeah. I mean, Dresden was a beautiful city and like, that kind of made it easier at times because there's like art and music and just amazing cultural stuff there. So it was easy to fall in love with that city and it became like a second home in a sense, but it always was not going to be my home because I'm not German, you know? (laughs) And even the longer I stood, stayed there, I still would not ever be German enough, you know?
0: Yeah. Or you'd have to spend like a lot of years to like really feel like you fit in. Mm Mm-hmm. What, uh, did you have a lot of good German food?
1: Oh my goodness. Yes. I missed the food. <laughs> I also gained a lot of weight there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I went there too, like I never really drank beer before. And I remember the first time I tried a beer, it was like a, like a Pilsner, which is like super bitter. Yeah. And I hated it. But the lady I was with, she's like, okay, you need to try a Rodler cause they put Sprite in it. And rodlers are usually you drink them because it's a, a to rod means to like ride a bike so you're drinking less beer when you're riding a bike by putting sprite in it i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but so i tried it with that first So like the first couple months i was there and i'd have a beer i'd always have a rodler but then i like would try the diesel which is dark beer with coke and got into that and then like then i discovered hefeweizens and i was like this is my jam and yeah love hefeweizens
0: it's like people getting into coffee with like well i put a lot yeah. of creamer and sugar in it but it just took I a little like time coffee. to find the
1: right beer yeah the, the food too yeah what's funny is like you'd go to um like a bakery or something in the morning and you'd see like these old men sitting in there drinking beer already at like eight o'clock in the morning and like having like um, beer and like a schnitzel or something <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is really stereotypical and too early to be having this <laughs>
0: yeah you know i don't think you see that it's not as common in america no not that i've seen anyway no um what was it like when you first came back
1: uh i'd probably have to say way harder than going there
0: like oh really
1: yeah way harder because coming back like Everyone here that I knew had been living their lives for two years and nothing like it was just their norm. But like I had like turned up my life to go live in a different culture and I just felt like, like they've they all moved on, but like I'm coming back and I haven't, you know, like my experiences were different.
0: Yeah. It's almost like you're starting from the beginning or yeah. where you left, but they had already moved forward.
1: Exactly. And like most of them had start like most of my friends had started careers some of my friends got married, had babies, like. I felt like all this stuff had like progressed for them and like I'm still figuring out my life. Yeah. <laughs> and like having experienced so much of it in the past two years in different culture, like I I knew I had changed completely. And I also didn't want to constantly be talking about Germany like an asshole.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> But you also like that's what you know. That's what your experience yeah. is. That's what
1: I know. And like, well in Germany we did I mean, like I then didn't want to be that person. Yeah. So I, I just I actually had a worse time coming back. I was I had a lot of anxiety and um my eye twitched for like an entire couple months, like every day, just like twitching constantly. Like Yeah. Like one of my eyes, like every day was just twitching Man. and it's just like stress. You know, I also would get ocular migraines. Like, do you know what those are? Like I've heard of them. I don't so know. It's a lot like about if you look into the sun, yes, you know, like yes. in like those spots, it's kind of like that. So it would travel across my field of vision and like massive migraine. And that went on for several months. Wow. And it's just because stress and moving back and like, I just felt like I didn't know what I wanted to do when I come back. Still, I thought going to Germany might help fix that cause I didn't really know if I wanted to do advertising when I graduated and I just kind of came back and I felt like I was still in that place. Yeah. So and it was a really frustrating time.
0: How'd you come out of it though?
1: Um, I, I don't, I think it just took time. Like it took time and just taking time to like learn about myself more. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a process. I, I really, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. It just took time. Yeah. <laughs>
0: did you find yourself missing Germany more than you thought you would?
1: Yeah, I did. I think also I got to the point where I like, I made it better than it actually probably was at times, you know, like in my mind, like yeah. everything was so great in Germany when, I mean, it was tough at times. It was terribly tough at times, Sure. but then I like, I don't know, rose colored glasses or what, you know, yeah. like you see things differently and a different perspective when you're back because you're like oh it was just so perfect there
0: well it's like getting out of a bad relationship <laughs> people i know you only remember the, the good, good things times. yeah oh, we were great together it was so
1: perfect <laughs> no it was not perfect but i only yeah. wanted to see the good stuff because i was having such a hard time back here yeah. And the thing is i knew i would have a hard time like they kind of helped prepare you for that but like until you've gone through it you don't understand how hard it's probably going to be so
0: did you have other people to talk to that it also I did
1: like, that was the good thing is like, I had other people I could kind of vent to about it. And that's probably what helped me through it. I would say was just the certain people who had either done the program or lived overseas, all that kind of stuff and helped walk me through that kind of time.
0: Did you guys just like complain about how terrible americans are like i mean at times they'd get it if they were like living abroad
1: (laughs) see that's the person i didn't want to be
0: (laughs) well you could be that around the other people who were like (laughs) also from that same experience no
1: i think we were all jaded (laughs) (laughs) no i mean it's just it's the same like not everything is perfect in america either i think you just kind of have to see the good in each culture And that's kind of what I needed, I think, was to be able to experience another culture, see the good and the bad, know that we have the same here, good and bad. You know, there's no one perfect culture, but it's good to, like, see the differences in other people. So I I think I really needed that experience. Yeah. As tough as it was at times.
0: Well, how did you start to change with religion once you got back? Like, was it immediate? No, it
1: was a very gradual process. Like, and it's not like I'm like, I hate religion, because I'm not that person. But I think when I came back, I just didn't feel like I'd go to a huge church again. Cause I had gone to such a big church my whole life. And then in Germany, I was like, you know, a couple dozen people at the most, you know, at times. So coming back, just like going to a church of like several thousand just like freaked me out. So I decided to go with some other friends to a smaller church of Christ. And, um, just like over time, like I'd find myself sitting in the pew, like wondering why I was there. Like I'm not giving anything in this service, I'm not receiving anything. You know, like it just didn't feel like I don't know, like legit anymore to yeah. me. Yeah. Like I felt like I was kind of faking my way through it, and there was just several other experiences that I saw, like the uh, other aspects of church life, like the, like I was saying, the business side of church life that. And like, just kind of put me through like a bit, gave me a bad taste in my mouth, I guess. And I I don't wanna say like every church is like this. I'm not trying to generalize churches, but I don't know. I think I just, it started over time. I noticed my attendance was less and less. I would become less involved in stuff. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna life church it and watch it on TV (laughs) or watch it on the computer. Yeah, (laughs) Still going to church, (laughs) but my heart wasn't in it anymore. And like, I think I just needed to take a break but, i mean that break's been like four years now
0: <laughs> yeah which is fine i don't want to yeah. like i don't want to bash churches either i think yeah. like i said before it just it should be like a personal mm-hmm. thing and it's like it's a it's tough to figure out what what actually feels right and, what yeah. you believe and i gotta and, say
1: some of that has to do too with the fact that i'm still single in a church where yeah if i feel like if you're married with kids in a church, it makes it a little bit easier to feel like you're included and involved.
0: That's a good point.
1: And I just kind of constantly kept feeling like I was on the outside. They're always asking me to do the kids class. <laughs> I didn't want to do it.
0: <laughs> did you feel pressure from people in the church? I kind of did. I
1: kind of did feel pressured to do it at times because, I mean, you're free. You can do that. You know, I don't. I don't think there was one single person that was trying to pressure me. But, you know, you feel like that feeling inside yeah. of like, it's like you
0: almost you're putting that pressure on yourself based on yes, how was feeling yes
1: and I'm not saying there wasn't amazing people there because there were but I think it was more just me internally going through it and I needed to step away from it yeah so, but it's been about four years now and I just haven't felt that desire to go back you know
0: do you think you would go back if you were married
1: Oh, that's tough.
0: <laughs> like if you married someone maybe if you're if I
1: married someone who was like
0: Well maybe they're not even really religious. Maybe they're just like but they're curious or they want to go or they're sort of in church. Do you think you'd go back I think and it feel would comfortable? Depend.
1: May I mean if we were both interested in going to that church, I, I would have to be kind of like a mutual discussion. Yeah. I'm not turned off from all churches. Sure. And I, I'm my beliefs I mean like I'm like I'm not like Agnostic, and I don't believe anything anymore. You know, I'm not atheist or anything now, but Is I just it just
0: about trying to find something that fits.
1: Yeah, and just also being single, I just don't want to be pegged as that single girl. And the yeah. you know, like, like well, we're going to need to find a court, you gotta man. get her a husband. <laughs> like that's just not it's not me. Yeah,
0: I get, I've got that from people too. Like especially you know ones that are maybe more rigid in their views and like
1: why are you uh.
0: You find yourself a wife and i'm like <laughs> yeah. well i don't think it's that easy but i mean i
1: felt like it was just like it. the singles groups were just like husband hunting or wife hunting you know yeah. like and i didn't want that and i'd hear the same we we talk about the same things we've talked about since like middle school like being abstinent all, you know like all that kind of stuff i'm like <laughs> i don't need to hear this damn thing again yeah <laughs> like, can not we
0: talk about something else seriously <laughs> yeah, yeah that would get
1: it got redundant for me and right. like i just didn't I don't know I was in a different place anymore yeah
0: it's not even really about religion God or anything it's like why are we having these conversations yeah let me let's talk about something else the thing
1: is like I can have deep spiritual conversations with other people and not attend a church service yeah I felt like I was just going through the traditional motions of like getting up on Sunday getting nicely dressed going and like doing the same three songs Then we stand up sit down you know like it was like there wasn't heart into it for me mm-hmm. now for other people there might be and that's totally okay yeah like i'm not bashing those people for being okay with sure. going through those motions or the, the tradition of it all that's if they can feel like like they're offering something or it's giving them something or whatever then all for it but for me it just i couldn't do it anymore i felt fake
0: yeah I get that. I mean, for me, it's like, it, it is more something I need to sit by myself and think, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, it's like, you're going along with what they're telling you, which maybe is true and maybe you believe it, but I feel like I need to take that and sit, sit alone with my thoughts and yeah. decide what makes sense to me. Exactly. It's hard to be, cause you get that, um, that Crowd, like it's, it's easy to go with a crowd if everyone's mm-hmm. like, This is what it is, but it's probably better if you actually take some time to think about it, right? So, I don't know, but I mean, I, you know, I agree. It's like, and what, whatever works for you, right? I think people spend too much time like trying to tell everyone else what they I know. should oh, be that's doing. Why
1: there's like church splits because there's too many people button heads over this is the right way, you know? Yeah, like
0: you're never gonna get everyone to agree, and once you try to start doing that, you're yep you're really you're screwed yeah <laughs> you, i think you gotta be a little more accepting and say i don't know i don't see it that way but i'm gonna try to listen to why you see it that way
1: mm-hmm. oh, yeah
0: now we're getting deep is getting it. real deep man i love it
1: how far are we in
0: we got three minutes oh left. my
1: gosh are you kidding me
0: oh, flies right Wow,
1: by. talk about religion um i will say though i'm like kind of the black sheep now of my family <laughs> And <laughs> in, in that
0: respect like with
1: Yeah, I mean um I mean my whole family still goes to church and it's been kind of a sore topic in the past 4 years like Yeah. My dad I think has had a harder time with me not going than my mom. My mom's pretty open and accepting. Um but I mean I'm respectful like at Christmas I'll go with them. I don't yeah. want to cause a problem. Um it's not like I disagree with everything, you know, <laughs> but I don't always agree with everything either. So it's, I have to just kind of respect that and still go with them. But yeah, my dad and I have had some heated discussions. That's tough. <laughs> it is tough. Because
0: what can you do about that? I know. I'm pretty really. sure they think
1: I'm lost. So it's like, I'm one of those people now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like, know, gotta I got to say, because when you've been on the inside and you aren't anymore, you know what, how people c- probably view you. Yeah. You know, and it's tough to like, accept that because
0: <laughs> that's kind of what you were doing when you went yeah. to Germany right you're like we're trying to help these people I know. that are lost yep oh, it's man. a crazy twist isn't Come it full circle in a <laughs> w- weird way
1: I know and like if I would have if I would have back then known where I'd be now like I probably, I would have been like, no, you're kidding me. There's no way. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like uber church girl.
0: But it's also so great. I feel like that lets you, lets you look at people in a way that's more accepting where Mm -hmm. you could say, ah, yeah, I don't, we're, we come from completely different backgrounds, but I understand you more than I would have when I was 22.
1: Yeah. Well, I used to have this friend when I did Zumba. um, I mean, we're still friends, but like we used to be closer than we are now, but she um, is Indian and Hindu and like the kindest person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. And so this was going on when I was kind of in the process of like like maybe considering leaving church and I was friends with her and I would just know how amazing this person was and she believed so differently than me. How yeah. could she be this horrible person, you know, and like not be accepted by God and all that. So I was just, that kind of was also a turning point for me is like, meeting friends with different beliefs and stuff and realizing they're not terrible just because they believe differently than yeah. me.
0: It's like you could see they have a really good heart, but it's yeah. like, well, how, what I've been told is that-
1: I mean, she grew up just as much in the Hindu faith. That's the way that her life had led like her entire life. So she knew that to be truth to her just yeah. as much as Christianity was for me. And so it was just like, how could, how could, oh, we're done. No, keep going. <laughs> um, I was like, how could we not like, somehow find common ground and be okay with each other you know like yeah that was also probably a turning point for me with deciding not to go to a church anymore but
0: that's always been my view too it's like i yeah those people that are saying this other religion is wrong they believe it just strongly as yeah this other group so if you consider that they're in the same mindset they just have a different view i know it's gonna be really I mean, hard would... for you to tell them ah you're wrong
1: i know <laughs> like
0: even, even if that were true, how do you tell somebody that?
1: Yeah. Like, and how do
0: you can't really prove that? I know. So.
1: Ah, oh, it's tough, man.
0: So what would you tell anybody who, uh, is thinking about living abroad for a little while?
1: I mean, I have kind of a unique experience. Not everyone's going to go and work with a church. So that's different. true. But just as far as living in another culture, like if you have the opportunity, I think doing it young was pretty amazing for me allowed me to kind of discover more about myself and just you know it, it was a necessary process for me but it it gets you out of your comfort zone majorly so i i think it's good for everyone to kind of have that opportunity even if you don't get to like live abroad traveling abroad is so is a really important experience too i think if you don't travel like major touristly <laughs> yeah just like, <laughs> like get to experience another yeah, culture yeah Ask locals where to go and, like, just meet people who are in the culture instead of just trying to, like, see all the sites. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you for coming on. Yeah.
1: Man, that went fast.
0: I know. It always does. (laughs) Could have gone for two more hours. Yep. (laughs) Uh, But I thought it was good. Good. And uh, come back.
1: Hopefully I haven't turned off all my friends from...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... I would be glad to talk more that about this. You heathen, haven't turned me off too. it. she... <laughs> yeah, she's a devil. Um, no, but we could do this again. Maybe not... We don't Maybe have something to. lighter. Yeah, we can do a lighter topic. That's fine. Just come back and we'll do it again.
1: Because me and Cassie, who was on your podcast earlier... Yes. We have thoughts about that would you rather stuff.
0: I know. And for anybody who <laughs> wants to, um, you know answer the questions for themselves and go listen to the would you rather podcast and we might do another one with totally new topics with totally new people it was a good one but till then thanks and i'll talk to you later
1: all right bye
0: i'm so glad amy got to come on the show i think today's episode was a perfect example of why i started this podcast in the first place i learned things about amy that i may not have learned if we didn't schedule this time to have an important conversation these are things we might not have talked about so maybe that's my fault this is just my way of getting better at it if you've enjoyed the show so far consider leaving us a review on itunes and if you have any ideas for future episodes send us a message but until then thanks again for listening and i'll see you next week